0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Simpson on Sports podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Simpson, and today I'm joined by USA Today's Philadelphia 76ers reporter, Kai Carlin. How you doing?
1: What's going on, Hunter? How are you?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, so let's just get straight into this. Um, the Sixers have been a mess this off season, um, for a number of reasons. But let's just start off. What are your thoughts on like the moves they've made or moves they haven't made this off season?
1: Um, I guess we'll start with the the two free agent additions, Patrick Beverly and uh, Mo Bamba. Um, First of all, they're both short-term deals. I believe they're both one-year deals. And it's clear that uh, Daryl Morey's got his uh, his eyes kind of set on 2024. I think, like, again, though, everything the Sixers do comes down to James, right? Because, I mean, you just kind of alluded to it, how it's kind of been a mess this summer. And it really has been, but if James is on the floor with this team, then they're going to have a shot in the 2023-24 season. Um, Do I necessarily think that they're better than Milwaukee or or Boston or um, necessarily even Cleveland or Miami if if James comes back? I personally, that kind of remains to be seen considering everything that's been going on in the past and how they continue to come up short. But James gives them their best shot. So if you bring in a Beverly, you bring in a Bamba, Beverly played with Harden in Houston. Bamba adds more depth behind Joel. Um, So the the moves are are solid on paper, but it all comes down to the beard. Like, is James going to be engaged? Is James going to be on the roster? A lot of questions that still need to be answered. Uh, Just
0: real quick before we get into the Harden stuff, um, what are your thoughts on the Paul Reed extension? You think it was too much? They just did it just to
1: keep the fans happier. I like Paul Reed. I do. Um, like I, honestly, you can you can see the progression with him, like as the, the like yeah. as the his third season was going on, right? At the ramp, he was something. Yeah, right. You see the progression, just continually, continually, uh, just continuing to get better and better and better. So Paul Reed is still young enough to where he can become something. Like like he's already a, a rotational player. He's already going to be. Joel's backup now for three years, 24 million. And with, with that little clause that Danny Ainge threw in there, uh, you know, with the Utah jazz and how they kind of signed that offer sheet. Um, I don't know. I don't know necessarily if I would have it, especially after you just went out and got Bamba and you re-signed treads. Uh, but you know, with Trez probably being out for the year because he tore his ACL. Um, then, you know, Paul Reed obviously you're going to need him. So I'm, I'm very interested to see how, like his role continues to grow because, as I mentioned, you got Bamba, you just brought over Philip um Just very curious to see how he fits in, but it's obvious the Sixers have him in their plans if they were if they're going to go ahead and, and uh, match that contract he signed. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so why do you think Harden agreed to his extension if he really had no intention for playing here? Uh,
1: which extension? The one. The most recent, uh, the player option. Also opting in. Well, because... And, and this is just a guess. My th- my guess is he wanted to go to the Clippers all along, but the Clippers didn't have the cap space to sign him. Mm. So the only way to get to the Clippers was to opt in and then be traded. Like, that is the only way he was only going to get to the Clippers. Obviously, he's an L.A. native. He's from L.A. And there's not really a... a I, I, there's no point in him going to the Lakers, right? So, like, why not go to the Clippers and team up with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and your old buddy, Russell Westbrook? So, I'm curious to see what happens coming up, though. The big thing is, though, the Clippers have not offered the Sixers a- anything substantial, and we all know this. Like, the Clippers, aren't, they're not going to give up Paul George or Kawhi Leonard for him. I certainly wouldn't if I was the Clippers, so I'm not doing that. And then they don't want to give up the Terrence Mann or Norman Powell or any of their other younger players, so you're looking at a, a potential offer of like Marcus Morris, Evita Zubas, and I don't know Nick, Nick Batum and, and guys like that. And, and if I'm the Sixers, I'm not taking that offer either. And the Clippers don't want to give up any of their draft picks. Like, like that's another thing. Like if you're the if you're the Sixers, you need some type of draft picks. Daryl Morris made it clear when he hopped on 97.5 Fanatic, he said, "Listen, for, for to trade James, we are looking to either acquire." a player that keeps us in contention or a bunch of draft picks that we can then flip to acquire said player in order to help us remain in contention. So if you're the Sixers going forward, that is what you have to keep looking for. Daryl has proven in the past that he is patient. We also saw what happened with Ben Simmons. I think the biggest issue though with Ben, Ben just didn't show up and he really wasn't saying anything. James has proven in the past that he will do whatever it takes to get out of a current situation. So we saw with Houston, um, to get out out of Houston that 2020-21 season coming off the bubble year, I think he played eight games for the Rockets, and he was causing a lot of issues, and then finally he got moved to Brooklyn. Then when things deteriorated in Brooklyn, um, you know, he was lollygagging up and down the court and things like that, forced his way out of there and got to Philadelphia. Now we see him calling out Daryl. Um, there's a there's a report from the Athletic that he is not going to show up to training camp. I'm not necessarily buying that. I think James will be at training camp just because of the CBA clause and then you know the upcoming free agency and things like that. But who knows if he's going to be the most engaged player? The past says he won't. So I mean, you
0: touched on Ben, and that kind of brought me to my next thing of like, which situation do you think was worse or more frustrating?
1: Um, between Simmons and Hiram? Oof. um, I see. That is a good question. Again, this is all just an opinion. I would probably say the James thing is probably the most frustrating because again, the Ben thing, Ben just wanted out. Um, and you know, he, he, yeah, yeah, he asked out and sounded like he really was causing a lot of issues outside of that one day when doc threw him out of practice, literally the day before the uh, opening night in New Orleans. So, like, there really wasn't, like, a lot of issues, per se. He just was off doing his own thing, seeing therapists, and not really keep the team in the loop. And, that, and that's more of a mental health type of thing. And I know a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at what I just said and, and brush it off, but I really do believe, you know, the mental health thing is a real thing. Does that mean Ben was in the, um, was in the right? No. Ben caused a lot of problems. But, you know, he wasn't, like he wasn't outspoken with the issues. He just, he didn't show up or say anything with James. I'm, I'm telling you just looking at James's track record. Um, when things go bad and when it's time for him to, to get out, he will do anything in his power to get out. Now, the flip side is Daryl does have a relationship with him. Maybe not so much anymore. (laughs) Maybe that's out the window, but who knows? Maybe Daryl gets James in a room. They scream at each other, they yell at each other, they figure it out, and then they can kind of move forward. Either they do find a trade partner for James, or James changes his mind and works, and works on it. Now, listen, the Sixers want James back. They do, because they know that it, with James on the floor, as I mentioned earlier, they can contend for a championship. That That is their line of thinking. Because no matter who they get on her, there's nobody out there that can do what James does in terms of playmaking and running the offense and things like that. There's nobody available who can do what he does at the moment. Now, oh. but that kind of brings up the question of like, do you bring James back? And, and, and is this year a gap year? Do you look ahead to 2024? Things like that. So again, this, this is going to be very interesting to kind of see what happens over the next over these next couple of weeks because right now we're in August, uh, training camps right around the corner. The season is going to start. Pretty soon, in the blink of an eye, Um, so it's it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Um,
0: So, if Harden doesn't come back and play for us, do you think Maxi has it in him to step up and be that guy that we need him to be to at least like, you know,
1: finish top four, top five? That's the million dollar question. I think everything comes down to Tyrese because you know what Joel's going to bring to the table. Joel, obviously, he's reigning MVP and everything like that. With Tyrese, he's obviously one of the elite shooters in the league. I think he finished top five in three point shooting this past season and he averaged twenty point three points a game. Like the guy is he's only going to get better. He had a really terrific third season. I think the I think the big question with him is, can you also pair it up with playmaking? Can you also run the offense the way James was able to run the offense? Um, because James averaged twenty-one points last year, but he also led the league in assists at ten point seven a game. Yeah. So that is what you're going to be missing without James. But then you also have to look at Tobias Harris. You got to look at um, how how is Tobias's game going to be affected? How's PJ Tucker going to be affected? Um, there are so many things that are going to be affected for the 76ers going down the line. Um, that I'm, again, I'm not sure like if Tyrese can step up in that situation. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people expect him to take like,
0: a fairly significant leap last year. And he had a great year last year, but some people were saying all-star or you know, at least like all-star caliber. Um, and it's definitely harder when you have someone like Harden on the team who will still get you buckets even though he's dishing out the ball. But uh, if Maxi can just stay consistent with his shooting um, and stay consistent overall with his uh, scoring, I think, They'll have a decent shot at, you know, maybe the second round, even if they don't have Harden.
1: I think heading into this season, I think even if Harden does return, um, I just, I'm a big fan of what Cleveland's doing. They improved. They brought back, they brought in Max Drews and uh, they, they took George Niang from the Sixers, brought, brought back Karis LeVert. They now have shooting around Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Which is something that they that they needed. Isaac Okoro is a terrific defender, but I mean he's yeah. he's he's not the greatest shooter. So that's what the Cavaliers needed. They got better. Um, then you look at Miami, and I, I understand they lost Struess and Gabe Vincent, but I feel like at some point they're going to get Damian Lillard. Like you, this is how the league works. If a player wants to go somewhere, it's going to happen at some point. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Harden. If Harden wants to go to the Clippers, he's going to get there at some point. Same thing with Damian Lillard in Miami. So you, if you got Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and Van Matabayo, you have to worry about that now as well. Um, and you, you always have to worry about the Heat. Like, it, it doesn't matter what seed they are. You always have to worry about the Heat. Then you look at the Boston Celtics. I know they lost Marcus Smart, and I feel like that's going to be a, a bigger boss than what a lot of people are talking about. But they're still an elite, elite team in the Eastern Conference. And for me, Hunter, the Milwaukee Bucks are the team a lot of people are kind of sleeping on. They lost round one, obviously, to an eight-seeded Heat team. Yeah. The Heat went on to make the finals, though. So and but I, I do believe Milwaukee's going to want to come back and prove that the round one loss was just a fluke. That's going to be one motivated team. So again, just really curious to see what happens this upcoming season. Uh, so now to the question that, to
0: me, I think is a little bit ridiculous. Um, uh, for this year, but do you think next year could, uh, could the Sixers see and be leaving if they don't win a championship?
1: No, I I, I mean. OK, so we're recording this podcast is August 24th, 2000, 2023. And I, at, at this moment in time, I don't see Joel requesting a trade anytime soon. Um, now, that could change in August 24th, 2024. A lot can change in a year. Mm-hmm. But at this moment in time, the Sixers, they're not even thinking about moving him because why would you? And then I don't think Joel is at a point where he's like reached his breaking point. Now, on the flip side, we all as humans have a breaking point. At some point, we all just kind of get frustrated and and just like, yo, like, I want out. Like, even Kobe asked out. Like, a lot of people forget that. Kobe Bryant asked out from the Lakers. Um, But before, you know, everything kind of, you know, they were able to fix that. Lakers went on to have an incredible run. So, who knows? Maybe Joel reaches that point. So, but at this moment in time, no, I wouldn't even entertain that. Yeah,
0: I mean, to me it's just kind of ridiculous because he seems like someone that just... He, like, feels the need to succeed. Um, and he can take responsibility now that he's matured. And I don't think, to him, I don't think he would have accomplished enough in Philly to be able to justify leaving because they couldn't win a ring. Because um, he's the one that's, like, struggled to stay healthy in the playoffs. Um, but, I mean, he those pictures of him um, with his trainer, he definitely looks a lot slimmer. Um, and there were reports of him saying that, like, he's really just focusing on being in the best shape of his life. So we may see a really aggressive Joel in the playoffs this year which would be something to finally get to witness regular season Joel um in the playoffs and could give them a real like shot at the finals um but yeah I don't know he just he also seems just too loyal um he seems like he cares about this fan base a lot and all this stuff on Twitter like he's just known to be a troll so it's just hard to really entertain all of that
1: yeah, I'm. I'm not at that point just yet. Like, I mean, again, though, right, things can happen. king things? A lot of things can happen in a year. Yeah. And for sure. and at, and we as humans do have breaking points. Like, this is now the second trade request that Joel has had to go through mm-hmm. between Ben and, and now James, and it's something that could derail Philadelphia's season that you know in the 2023-24 year. But um, just yeah, I, I don't. I don't think at, at this moment in time I wouldn't entertain it just yet. So,
0: my last question is about Darren Morey. Um, There have been a lot of mixed opinions about him. Um, in your opinion, like, do you think he's the right fit for Philly for at least the time being for the next few years? Do you think he's going to be able to keep his job here uh, with everything that's been going on? I mean, I think he did handle um, the situations that he went through very well. Um, he turned Simmons into Harden, which has now been a disaster, but nobody... I mean, some people could have predicted that, but you didn't think it would end up like this, per se. Um, but how do you think he's done at his job, and do you think he's going to be able to, like, keep up what he's been doing for the next few years?
1: Okay. So I believe that James... Not James, I apologize. Daryl has done a pretty good job since he's gotten an Philly. But... The fact of the matter is, you lost in, in the semifinals now three years in a row yep. um, since since you've come here. Now, that puts you on the hot seat, especially for a fan base, not a fan base, a franchise that has put so much stock into the process and gathering up all this talent. And Daryl came in and he quickly acquired Seth Curry and Danny Green in the 2020 offseason. They were the number one seed in the 2021 playoffs only to see them crumble once again in round two, falling to Atlanta. Okay, the, the, the next season, you move, you trade Ben, and, and, and you turn Ben Simmons into James Harden, one of the greatest offensive players this game has ever seen. You make the playoffs, and once again, you crumble in round two. You fall to Miami Heat. This upco- this past season, okay, you had a full offseason with James. You have had, you know, you you, you bring in a P.J. Tucker, and you, and you bring in tougher guys and that actually give you the edge. Only to see them, once again, crumble in round two to the Boston Celtics. They had a 3-2 lead at home. and just, they crumbled. So that yeah. puts them on the hot seat. Now, again, I do think Daryl has done a good job of acquiring talent to put around a Joel in, you know, and helping, and Tobias and Tyrese, whoever, and allowing him to help them move forward. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, though, you've got to win in this league. Uh, because if you don't, then they will find somebody who will. That's how it works in the NBA. Yeah. So I, I do believe that he is definitely on the hot seat. Um, I'm sure Josh Harris and the ownership in the Martin, the managing group will, will, will figure it out and may, maybe give him a little bit of a grace period. Yeah. But the, I do believe at some point, though, Daryl's job is definitely going to come into question for sure. I mean, I think it'll be very interesting because a lot of people were
0: putting the blame on Doc the last few years rather than Maury. Um, and now that Doc's out of the picture... Um, it's definitely gonna be like if they see the same result like again and again, and it's not the coach's issue, um, then yeah, you're he's
1: definitely gonna be on the hot seat. I personally think Doc did a hell of a job during yeah. his during his three seasons in Philadelphia, um, but again, it just it goes back to my, my point earlier. If you don't win, then, then you're out. Like like that. That's how this league works. You have to win. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he didn't
0: get enough credit, uh, or he got a little too much hate. There's definitely games or certain things he could have done differently that could have helped us. But there were some games where he really coached like his butt off, like that, and it was just amazing to watch. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast first episode.
1: Um, it was good to talk sixes with you. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, Hunter, for having me on, and uh, I will talk to you soon.
0: All right, great.